our fellow listeners. I'm Ryan. And this is Sean. Welcome to FPL Pauja. Thanks for tuning in with us once again as we move towards Game Week 3. Our show is broken down into two main segments. First, Ho Tia or Bo Ho Tia, where we talk about the good and the bad of previous game week. And Tia Simi, where we will analyze the week ahead. At the end of each podcast, both Sean and I will give you the Pao Tia player of the week. So Sean, maybe you can share with our listeners what does Tia actually mean. So Tia means eat in Hokkien. And Ho Tia means very nice to eat. Tia Simi means what to eat. So for example, right, you're eating your favorite chicken rice and you think that it's very delicious. So you tell people it's ho jia. If it's not nice, you tell people it's bo ho jia. If it's so nice that you want to recommend to other people, you call it bao jia, which means sure eat. Now that we've made it clear to our listeners, let's not talk cock anymore, Ryan. How was game week 2? Ho jia or bo ho jia? I think game week 2 was bo ho jia for me because the gap between the top FPL player in my league and I has widened. I also made a huge mistake in my game week 2 team selection, but I'm glad that I did not knee-jerk any transfers in or change my squad. As majority of my players still played well and they did get some returns. The player I want to talk about is actually Greenwood. Even though he played on the right wing for the opening hour against Southampton, he had 5 shots, created a chance, second most penalty touches in the box, and he even took 4 out of 7 corners. He scored a goal and had 3 bonus points. I believe his ability to play across the attack may see him nail down more minutes than fantasy players might think, especially after witnessing Marshall's abysmal performance. So Shao, what about you? How was game week 2 for you? This week I achieved 79 points and I would say that I'm pretty proud of my achievement because no, I say one uh, is FPL messaged me on. Your first time getting notif from FPL yeah. is it? The only notifications I receive from FPL are transfer deadlines or price changes. But this time they say, congrats, Chan Mani Chan. You are the top 10% of the entire world FPL players. And honestly, it's things like that that motivates me to do even better. Congrats, bro. Yeah, really, really. It's one of the proudest moments in my life. And that's what keeps me going. After four years of playing, right, this is the only validation I have. Bro, you better treasure it. It may be your first and only time. Yeah, I should have. Screenshot it, which is a PD. Okay, but anyways, apart from that, I am particularly very impressed by Shimikas and Antonio, although everyone has them. Adding on to what Ryan said, I fully agree with Greenwood being impressive for the past two game weeks. However, do take note that Cavani is coming back and Rashi just returned to training as well. Personally, this week, right, it's more of a could have been because of the fact that I have both Buns and Buendia, that's why it's more like could have been. Although I score like a very impressive 79 points, I still think that I could have done better. So, so it's a boho for me. So yes, Ryan, what do you want to say? <laughs> he has been like laughing at the side, like just disturbing Nothing, me. Nothing bro, I'm happy for you man. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I don't need such validation. I need true fans who really support me and that's what keeps me going. So thank you FPL. Big shout out to you guys. So Ryan, anyways, what went wrong for you? It's the same thing as Game Week 1. I started Digne instead of Ben Rama. For Game Week 1, it was Tony over Ben Rama, right? And for the second straight week, Ben Rama had an assist, a goal, and two bonus points. I've been kicking myself regarding this decision for days because Digne had a yellow card, considered two goals, and had zero points. And because of this, I'm lagging 
behind in my league. I chose to diversify my risk and it really backfired. La. Digny really disappointed me as an FPL asset, partly due to Michael Keane being a liability in the back line, but he's becoming a frustrating asset for me to own because of his price point and zero return so far. I know it's just game week 2, but there are many other similar price defenders out there that are returning and performing. Now, Digny just seems more and more like a mistake to me. However, I'll be giving one last chance and if he doesn't get me some returns this week, I'll probably consider doing something about it. So Sean, what went wrong? I mean 78 points, what can go wrong right? Is that... I thought 79? <laughs> oh 79, sorry 79. See bro, I'm your fan bro. Thank you, thank you, thank you. 79 points, what can go wrong? But that's why I say it's more like could have been rather than go wrong because before Gundogan's price dropped last week right, I bought him Brandier. So I was just hoping, hey, maybe combo A will happen when they're cross to Ings to hit or something like that. However, when they're blank again. And luckily, la, Gundogan also blank. If not, I'll be kicking myself in the foot. La. For Harvey Barnes, right? I was expecting him to do better in these past few game weeks. However, he blank against West Ham. Then again, it's hard to say because Ayuse Perez was sent off in the first half, therefore affecting their flow of the game. So I'm holding Barnes for another game week where they play Norwich, which I feel that it's his chance for redemption. La. And I would think that Leicester will really bounce back with a win against Norwich, which Barnes will be heavily involved. La. At least that's why I hope. I thought that by Bruno blanking, I will stand a strong chance to catch up to the leaders in our mini league. However, both Buns and Bundir both disappoint, therefore it's a Bohotia. So Ryan, did any player caught your eye this week? I think the player that caught my eye was definitely Lukaku. My man, he scored the first goal against Arsenal over the weekend. He had 8 shots, 7 of which were inside the box. He created 3 chances, bullied Arsenal the entire game with physicality and he was a constant thorn in Arsenal's defence. Mari had a lot of difficulty tracking his runs and preventing him from turning towards goal, taking shots. His hold-up play and overall performance was very positive. He even surprised me a little bit actually. Like he played better than I expected him to play. To be so, honest, right, that just sounds very biased coming from a Chelsea fan. Uh. He's like just fanboying over I'm the I'm a party. very happy man. Yes, I mean like he played well but the way you describe it is as if oh, he's the next oh, Drogba, you know Facts. what? The way he plays amazing, he so is and so forth. So if he blanks the next few game weeks, right, guys, just take a listen to this week's podcast, right, and you have a good laugh about it, la. No, but Chelsea's upcoming fixtures are not exactly the easiest one. Right? We shall see, we shall see. So you can carry on. Sorry to interrupt. I'm done. Lukaku, he impressed me throughout the entire ninety minutes. So although you are a Chelsea fan, so you think that you have zero biasness about it. Facts. Facts. Okay, cool. Personally, right, I think the player that caught my eye was Traore because he has the speed and ability to take on players. Furthermore, Wolves had 42 shots, which is ranked second for the past two game weeks. I think that the combo A with Jimenez might just work out soon. And over the past two game weeks, right, the expected goal by him is 1.45, with 10 shots and 5 chances created so far. The fixtures are pretty rosy for Wolves as well, with United at home, Watford away, Brentford at home, Soton away, followed by Newcastle away. Lastly, he's only owned by 1.2%, therefore, I think that he's somebody that we can keep our eyes on. Now, moving on to the next segment of the show. Yeah, see me. Ryan, can you share with myself and the listeners what are the fixtures that we should keep an eye on? I think the fixture we should look at this game week 3 will be West Ham versus Crystal Palace at London Stadium. With back-to-back -back wins, West Ham are at the top 
of the table. The players and the fans seem to be sky high in morale. They will be looking for a third consecutive win and the West Ham attack doesn't seem like it's gonna stop banging in goals. With 67% win record this calendar year, they average 2 goals with an expected goal of 1.65. They look like they're on their way to a third win this season. And over the last 2 game weeks, they are second with most shots taken. They also had the most big chances. On the contrary, Crystal Palace has the worst expected goals of 0.75, taken the fewer shots amongst all EPL teams, least shots on target, and the least big chance. Crystal Palace seems to me like a team in transition under new manager Patrick Vieira, and I see West Ham's momentum too much for Crystal Palace to handle. Additionally, both fullbacks Sufal and Creswell not only provide high clean sheet potential, but also pose a threat at the other end of the pitch, having each already recorded attacking returns across the last two game weeks. So I think this is the fixture where West Ham players will definitely get some points. What about you, Sean? Which fixture do you think we should look out for? I strongly agree with Ryan. The fixture they look out for is Crystal Palace versus West Ham because firstly, they are high in morale and I always feel that form is more important than fixtures. And with their players in red-hot form, I think that a Crystal Palace victory will be very hard and West Ham will definitely get a 3 points. I also think that they will get more than 2 goals. Keep a lookout on Leicester which will be itching for a reaction against the newly promoted Norwich away. I just have this gut feeling, if there's a time for Harvey Barnes to perform, it is this game week. So you see, you see Leicester players getting some goals and assists against Norwich. Yes, I think that's a fixture that we should be keeping an eye on as well. So Ryan, which player do you think that we should be looking to get moving on? I think for me, it has got to be DCL. I just want to say that, right? In the previous season of FPL, the three top scoring players were Bruno, Salah and Kane. And it is no coincidence that all three of them were and are penalty takers of their team. Under Rafa, DCL looks to be the latest designated penalty taker of Everton. And even without penalties, right? Last season, he scored 16 goals. Being the penalty taker for Everton this season, he may very well break the 20 goals mark. He also had an expected goal of 1.04 despite him not being 100%. With upcoming fixtures against Brighton, Burnley, Aston Villa and Norwich, I believe he will not only be banging in goals but he will only get better from here on out. This may be his best season yet. Something to take note, his price has increased to 8.2 million. So Sean, which player do you think is a player worth bringing in? I will go for our Mr. Harry Kane because right now he has really committed his future. He just released a tweet several days back that he'll be staying in Spurs for this upcoming season. Therefore, I think that he has a point to prove to win his fans back. Furthermore, his value has dropped to 12.3 million, which to a certain extent is quite value for a top striker like he is. Also, the upcoming fixtures are tasty all the way to game week 8, except only Chelsea away and the North London Derby, which he has a knack to score goals as well. Then again, people might compare him. If I were to get Harry Kane, then I might as well get Lukaku. Things to consider that Lukaku is not an SW striker in the Premier League as compared to Harry Kane. So I think Ryan will say, oh no, like, uh, Lukaku is definitely better, so and so forth, blah 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 blah. But I think if Lukaku is on penalties, I'm not sure about this. Georgino may still be the designated penalty taker for Chelsea, but I'm saying if Lukaku is on penalties for Chelsea, I can bet my money that Lukaku will score more goals than Harry Kane this season. Furthermore, his value is cheaper than Harry Kane for like close to 1 million. 
0.8 million. 0.8 million to be yeah. exact. I think both players are players to keep a lookout on. I think for Lukaku, for me personally, is to give it time and see how it really settles in. Let's not take one game against Arsenal as a factor to consider in moving forward. Lah. So for me personally, I think the player to keep a lookout for is Kane. And if his price continues to drop, I think it'll be pretty tasty as well. So Ryan, which are the players do you think we should sell? I think the player we should avoid right now is Simikas. If you guys have missed the Simikas train, I think it's already too late to board it right now. It's still slightly puzzling to me that Simikas is the fifth most transferred in player this week for game week 3, with more than 300,000 fantasy players bringing him in. Despite the fact that Robo was sitting on the bench this past weekend against Burnley, which signals Simikas' time in the starting 11 may likely be coming to an end. And Robo has also said that he is ready to play against Chelsea. He had an entire week of full training. I just don't see Simikas starting anymore. Furthermore, why would you bring in a defender that is playing against Chelsea? I mean, makes sense? That's, that's just being biased again. But okay, in your honest opinion, right? Do you think Shimikas will start this week, given the form that he's in? I think he is a pretty decent left back, to be honest. But defensively, there is still more to be desired. And I still believe Robertson is a much better player, a much better left back than Simikas is. So I think Robo will be the one starting if he's fully fit. I don't think I'm being biased here. I just don't think that Chelsea is the easiest team to keep a clean sheet against. Neither is Chelsea the easiest team to score against. True. Yeah. Since you really put out there that you are not biased, right? it's all based on facts and statistics, right? Facts. So we shall take a look this weekend to see how the game will unfold. Right? Yeah, and like I mentioned, in the previous episode, right? Do not bring a player that isn't guaranteed a starting spot week in, week out. Especially now that we have players that may play week in, week out in the same price bracket. We can look at maybe Livramento, we can look at Duffy. Last but not least, he takes up a precious Liverpool spot. With Jota coming in at 7.6 billion, he is a decent option. Especially if he's able to nail down a spot in the starting 11, he may be your third pick alongside the Salah plus Trent Alexander Arnold template. I think that what you said makes sense. Now it's too late to jump on the Shimikas train. Because yeah, bought another train. Yeah, it's just bought another train. Okay, for me, right? I think that the player to avoid right is any Arsenal player. Sorry to all Arsenal fans out there, but I think that Arsenal really looks Ouch. lost. Seriously, I think that there are many, many angry Arsenal fans. We have a friend whose FPL team name is just Ateta out. Yeah, he's in the league as well. So for me, players to avoid is any Arsenal player. For now, I think that is Saka. So he's priced at 6.3 million, which might be tempting for many people because after this game week against City, their fixtures turn green. I would strongly advise against getting any Arsenal players, at least until after this game week. Although they have just won West Brom 6-0 during the League Cup tie, I still feel that they are not really playing together as a unit. It will take time for them to really gel together. So I think that the player to avoid is Saka slash any other Arsenal players. So Ryan, who do you think is the differential player for game week 3? For me, I think I will go with the Marai Gray at 5.5 million and only selected by 1.1% fantasy players. He had a phenomenal game against Leeds and he was probably the liveliest and most advanced midfielder in Everton's team. He was arguably the best player. His speed has caused a lot of problems for opposition defense over the past two game weeks and he serves as a massive enabler if you are looking to bring in an extra premium player. When I look deeper into Everton's squad right, there are no obvious replacement for him 
him, especially if he keeps playing well. I think he may be getting consistent playing time. With a string of favorable fixtures, for me, he is the differential to look out for. True, I watched the game where he played in game week 2, right? He looks very lively. He's he able did. to take comp players, create chances. And as a player, as a winger at his caliber, I think that he's got good differential too. But for myself, I think that the differential that I'll be looking at is Livramento. Like what Ryan mentioned earlier on about Shimikas as the player to avoid, right? Livramento is a good replacement at 4.0 million. With solid opening performances, he was playing at right back, which was supposed to be Kyle Walker, Pito's position to lose. However, he stayed on, even though KWP subbed on. Some might argue that Duffy from Brighton is a good shout, but if you compare both Brighton and Southampton fixtures, right, both don't look hasty. So therefore, I think that I'm leaning towards Livramento, who is able to charge down the flank and actually create chances from there. So, so a player who has a higher potential for attacking outputs. Lah. Yes, for sure. I'm looking at him to cross in or even to take on players like what he did over the past two game weeks. So I think that the differential player that I'm looking at is... Livramento and I'm really considering him. Okay, the question of the day, Sean. To Lukaku or not? What do you think? I think, like I mentioned just now in the podcast, right? I think that Lukaku is a wait and see. I personally prefer Harry Kane if I have the money to do so. La. But then again, Lukaku is priced at 11.5 million and I only predict that his price will increase over time. Already selected by 19.7% of players worldwide and he has dominated an outsourced arsenal. He looks way better than he was at United. He looks like a transformed Lukaku. The next game will be very interesting to see how he play against Liverpool with Van Dijk up against him. With him being the focal point of all attacks from Chelsea, right? He's actually a pretty good buy, I would say so. But I still stand by my decision to wait and see. The other strikers such as DCL, Ings and Antonio, they have been delivering so far. Hence, I don't see we need to bring him in so fast. I'd rather just hold on first and spend the money elsewhere. What do you think, Ryan? Being a Chelsea fan, non-biased opinion. My non-biased opinion, I have to agree with you on this, Sean. He will be facing a much sterner test in the form of a Van Dijk-led Liverpool defence this coming weekend. Also, you mentioned that other striker options are returning, scoring goals in the form of Ings and DCL. I do not see Lukaku outscoring players like them in the next four game weeks. Definitely won't be outscoring them by much. Lah. I think for me, it is still a wait and see as well. Sure. I don't think we should utilize our wildcard just to fit Lukaku into our squad. Especially with the ongoing saga between the EPL clubs and FIFA and also the confederation of African football. I saw the Cavani tweet that says that EPL is currently advising players not to go for the international break. Right. The transfer window is still ongoing. So I do believe that the wildcard should not be utilized now. No matter how good Lukaku looked against Arsenal. So in other words, keep your knees firm. Don't jerk. You know, keep your knees firm. The advice we can give you is don't jerk. Right now, moving on to our captaincy pick of the week. So Ryan, who do you have as your captain? For me this week, I'm going to put my captaincy armband on none other than Antonio. Boo. You, boo. That's so predictable. Okay, How is that predictable? I mean, you'll be quite challenging for Manchester United, I feel, because they're playing Wolves away, which Wolves may be tricky at times. Furthermore, if you look at the other captaincy option, who is like Salah, they're playing Chelsea. So I think that Antonio is a very obvious choice for captaincy, but never mind. Why not you explain 
to the listeners why is Antonio your captaincy I, I do week? feel that Bruno will still be picked by a lot of fantasy players though however on the back of scoring 2 goals and 1 assist Antonio is West Ham's new record top scorer and over the 2 opening game weeks he adapted more shots than any other player 8 of which were inside the box and he had two big chances. He had an expected goal of 2.79 which is more than 12 Premier League teams. He also mentioned that he has changed his diet and routine of life. He noticed that he is feeling better, he is feeling fitter. So I think this season is the season where he will be at his best because he has changed his diet and routine of life bro oh, okay so maybe he started to learn yoga or something like that if maybe Lukaku that time in Man right learn from him change his diet and routine of life right perhaps we will have a top striker in Lukaku back then la. I feel that what Ryan say is true la, but then again my captaincy pick of the week will be Aaron Creswell I'll tend to go for something that is differential because I'm playing catch up in our mini league so I think that the only option to be different is to go for somebody like Creswell Palace has 4 shots with only 1 shot on target against Chelsea away furthermore they only had 7 shots with 2 on target against Brentford at home so although West Ham has considered in both their previous 2 games against Leicester at home and Newcastle away right I have a strong feeling that they will have a clean sheet against a Palace who has struggle offensively to add on is that Creswell is on set piece duties so I'm just hoping that he will cross for Antonio combo A unfortunately I agree with you I do see a huge potential for clean sheet and maybe some attacking returns as well I think generally we can come to a consensus that if you're going for a safer option it is Antonio if you want to take risk maybe you can look at Creswell if you have him so Ryan moving on to the most exciting segment of the show who is your Pautia player of the week wait ah on a count of one, two, three, we say together. One, two, three. Antonio. Antonio. Why you copy me, sir, bro? I see you show sure getting points. That's why I say my captain is Cresswell for a differential. Okay. But you look at the fixture. So I thought you just now say, oh, Bruno. What happened to Bruno? So you, Bruno or Bruye now? No, I'm, I'm saying that Bruno will be captain by but many fantasy Pautia. players. I'm not too sure about that. So you have more confidence in Antonio than Based Bruno. on stats. Okay. Yes. Based on form and stats, yes, for sure. So remember, guys, Antonio it's always form stop. over fixtures. But right now, like what Ryan said, we have both form and fixtures. And stats. And stats. Yes. So I think we can come to a conclusion that Antonio is the Pauja player of the week. Correct. And even if he blanks, it's a decision that I can live with. Like. How about Ben Rama? Will you be benching him? No. This week, I'm not going to make the same mistake anymore. Twice, this week, beaten, you... tries, shy. Ben Rama is starting irregardless and this week will be the week where we see Ben Rama blank because Ryan has bought it in so you guys know who to blame moving forward la. you see you just Ryan, watch I'll just wish you luck because you Ben Rama is gonna blank and our dear Harvey Buns two goals and two assists for Ben Rama not, Harvey Buns red card <laughs> not being greedy Harvey Buns just two assists one goal can ready that's enough so guys there you have our power chair player of the week Antonio that's it for episode 2 guys Thanks for listening in today. Big shout out to Alex Lau, Amate Train Diril, and Fahan Afik. Look, a fast runner for achieving the most points in our league during Game Week 2. An impressive 86 points. Do remember to like, share, and subscribe. Follow our IG page at FPL Pautia and join our FPL League. There is currently a giveaway ongoing. We will be selecting the wittiest and funniest name in our FPL League. So do not miss out on this. Feel free to ask any question on our IG page as well. Sean and I will try our best to answer. Have a great weekend ahead and all the best for Game Week 3. 
together we are FPL Pauta.